This radio show is a paid placement. Live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's get this party started, huh? Hey there, welcome. Thanks for joining us on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm his co-host, James Parker. Each and every week, Sean and I get together to fill your head with anything it takes to get you ready for retirement. And uh, you want to listen to Sean Mueller when he talks on these topics because he is the founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning here in Southfield. And he shares some of the wisdom he picks up during the week with you on the weekend. So welcome back to the show, Sean. How is it going? Everything's going well. I'm happy to be back. Weather's still good, so can't complain there. Sun's shining, feeling good. All right, well, let's jump into business then. En- enough of the small talk. Uh, I saw a link, I sent it to you this week, and it kind of blew my mind because the the point was being made that the decision on when people retire actually has little to do with how much you have saved for retirement. And I always thought that uh, there was people out there that were just trying to get to this magic number. Maybe they're trying to get a half million or a million dollars. And then when they reach their goal, boom, that's when they hit the retirement button. That's when they know they can retire. It, it depends on what their assets are and if they reach some certain goal. But CNBC is telling me that's definitely not the case. And um, I found that completely surprising. I'm not the retirement advisor. So I wanted to ask you, is that what you see? People people uh, are retired. Their retirement date has nothing to do with their asset level. Most of the time, it seems that way. Uh, I know for the longest time, everybody always had that number. And I think, you know, uh, we talk about on the show is that million dollar number. That was at least a number of years and years ago. We know inflation and all of that has changed that million dollar number. And really, you're not getting what you thought you could get at this point with a million bucks. But what I find is, yeah, really, it's not the number anymore. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, So they, they might have a goal and they reach that number, but really, they still love their job and they feel fulfilled in their career. So they really don't want to retire, even though they hit that number. And then you have the other person that is just basically living out of fear. So even though they can hit that number, they can double that number, they still never feel like they have enough money. It's really not not a number anymore because let's just say maybe you hit that number when you're 55 and you're just not ready to retire, you know? And and it, so it's it's really not a number. It's good to have a number if, if that makes you feel more comfortable. Uh, make sure you add inflation to that number and everything else. But I, I find that uh, that number really doesn't mean much anymore. Yeah, see, I'm easily confused by articles like this because I only have anecdotal experience. I haven't gone through retirement. My spouse hasn't gone through retirement, but I've watched my parents go through retirement. We have some family friends and I have some older friends who have gone through retirement. So I really only know the intimate details of about six or seven people who have retired. And one of them did have the magic number. He was a TV meteorologist and about five years ago, he got to a million dollars and he clocked his retirement. And the, the, the funny part is he's the guy I've used in, in previous episodes of uh, the complaint I get from Bob now is, you know, I thought I retired with a million dollars. I really retired with about $700,000, maybe $650,000 because all of that is going to be taxed. Yeah, you got to be careful about those taxes. And we've discussed it about taxes on this show. You can always look up previous shows. But I mean, I think we can all agree taxes will be going up, you know, with the, the debt the spending, the programs that we continue to put in place. You got to remember all the programs that we the, we put in place, I mean, they don't take those away. So we're just adding to all of those. So it's adding more and more to the debt. So to your point, and, and you have brought that up before about your friend, it's true. You have a million bucks and all of a sudden you're going, wait, 
I got I owe the government uh, 30% of that. You know, if you're looking at federal and state taxes and inflation's been crazy, what am I actually going to be able to get with that leftover, call it, even if it's $700,000? Not as much as you once thought. So for, for the most part, folks are going to continue to work and save even more than they thought they, they really had to or needed to. Yeah. And the other side of my observation here, just anecdotally again, is I saw my dad retire, retire twice, and neither one of those was based on him getting to a magic number or his asset level. The first time his company came to him and they were just buying out the old people. They were like, hey, you want to retire early? I know you got three years left, but if you want to take a little bit of a haircut on your pension. And he jumped at it. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't dependent on an asset level. He got a good deal for a retirement package and he jumped. And then he was bored. He went back to work just to, to have fun. And uh, a couple of years into that, he had a heart attack. And the doctor said, you probably shouldn't take on a job anymore. You got too much stress. And uh, so he retired a second time. Neither one were based on assets. And my mom's uh, a similar situation. She pretty much retired based on her age. So how, how does CNBC come to this conclusion, though? How do they know all these stories and can just show you by numbers that assets have little to do with your retirement age? Yeah, they take a lot of polls, which is nice. And polls are great, depending on how many people they actually poll. But, you know, the thing that I found fascinating really with this is the way they break down the age of people. So I just wanted to go over a couple of statistics on here um, as far as age, the amount of money they have, and the percentage of that age and money that are actually retired. So uh, basically, if you're between 55 and 64, those that have between 500000 and a million dollars in investable assets, really only 35% are retired. And then you, if you're looking at people same age, 55 to 64, uh, they have under 50,000 investable assets. Same thing, 35% are retired. And then uh, for the age 65 to 74 with 500,000 to a million investable assets, now now you, now you it jumps. Now you're at 82% of those folks are retired. And then if you're looking at that same age group, 65 to 74, and they have under 50,000 investable assets, 77% uh, are, are retired. And then the age of 75 and older, more than 90% of those retirees, regardless of assets, it doesn't matter if you're 75 or older, you're basically pulling the trigger on retirement. I find that very odd to hear or just even see these numbers. But when it, when you apply it to the real world, I guess that kind of makes sense. You know, there's not a whole lot of people who are going to retire at age 55, even if they have a million dollars in assets. Because if you're at 55 and you have a million, hey, if you keep working, you might get to 2 million or 10 million. You know, that's a heck of an incentive to keep going. And, uh, you know, if you're flat on your back broke at 55, I wouldn't recommend retiring. But I, I think of, there's got to be some people who are in different circumstances. Maybe they have a wealthy spouse and they can retire early or maybe they have uh, some health issues that make them retire early. But uh, these numbers are not what you would guess if, if you had just pulled me aside before I read this article and uh, told me to, to estimate what they would be. And to your point, 47% of the people who retired earlier than they planned. So basically it didn't matter um, as far as assets go, but they, they maybe they had a number and they said, look, I want to retire at 62, but they were, they were forced to retire at 55. They, they retired earlier. 32% of those people had to retire due to illness or disability. And then if you're looking at 23% of uh, those that retired um, that was basically forced retirement. So 23% of those folks 
that retired early, they were forced out really by their employer. Well, those five um, bullet points, both of those are my dad's. That's my dad's yeah. retirement. And the second retirement was because of the heart attack. So yeah, yeah, half the people experienced something similar. Yep, yep. And then, and then basically 38% said they could afford to retire early, so they did. So basically the, the people that retire early, only 38% did it because they felt they could afford to. The majority of those folks were really forced out or due to illness or disability. All right. That is wild. Uh, this is Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. If you want to contact him at the office, 248-988-9696. The website's MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. And if you stick around, we're going to tell you how to get a, a free copy of Sean's new book. But uh, something else I wanted to run by you is uh, they do this every year now. The Federal Reserve conducted its stress test for banks, and they looked at the top 23 banks, and they said, well, everything gets a rosy little thumbs up, and if there's going to be a severe recession, it looks like uh, these banks will be able to stand and weather the storm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these stress tests. I mean, they, they're basically just made up by the Federal Reserve anyway. So I feel like they can just manipulate the numbers and and. Do they really know what's going to happen? You know, as far as a major recession or something like that, they're all different. So if you're basing their stress tests off of maybe a past recession or whatever, to me, it's just it's made up. I, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of them. I'm glad you're you're, you're a little skeptical of it because I'm downright cynical of this. The Federal Reserve shouldn't be contest uh, conducting an annual stress test for banks on what would happen if something bad went happen in, in the future. We just had three of the five biggest banks in the country collapse this year. Was that on their stress test last year? Right, right. Exactly. They actually, there was a, a study that came out, I believe it was either earlier this year or late last year, and uh, they actually were looking at those banks, um, and one of which got a really high rating, but yet, to your point, failed. So, I mean, they can take that that uh, those stress tests and, you know, throw them in the garbage. But it's still it's still worth talking about on this show because the guy listening to us needs to know the failure rate and and the absolute, I don't want to say fraud, but the, the, how they consistently get things wrong in these stress tests. Because, look, they're they're testing the 23 biggest banks. Hey, that that's great. You, you did you include the three that failed already? No, you didn't. And the fact is that last year you said these banks were OK. Three of them failed. Three of the five biggest and there wasn't even a recession. Well, according to them, there wasn't a recession, but there, there must have been some turmoil going on behind the numbers that they don't want to admit to. And this little stress test report doesn't make me feel a whole lot better. And what a lot of folks don't realize is those three banks, the amount of money that that failed, the billions, the, the 500 plus billion dollars uh, in that failure was higher than the banks in 2008. So a lot of folks don't even that they don't even know that, you know, and if you're not watching the news, folks don't even know that three banks went under. But as long as we have these stress tests, right, everything's going to be fine. All right. That's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. A lot of this is covered in his new book. And if you want a copy of Sean's new book, it's all about uh, financial planning. You text the word book 248-988-9696. 248-988-9696. It's the same phone number whether you want to make a voice call and set up an appointment or if you want to text the word book and get his new book, Retire Right. Same phone number. The website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? 
Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy, and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right pack, text Right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting Right to 248-988-9696. That's Right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcasts. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. You seem like a drum guy to me. I do own a drum set, but that's just, I don't have enough friends to make a band, so I end up having to play everything myself. Playing instruments, yeah, I've got other passions. I bet you're really good with the spreadsheet, and that is far more valuable than acoustic guitar. Yeah, so maybe in retirement, I will pick up a new hobby and try new things. And I'll try and do some tax planning. We've made it back. This is Retire Right, brought to you by Mueller Retirement Planning. Hey, welcome back. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker. And when we have Sean in here to keep you up to date on all things financial, technology is really changing the way his job has been done over the last generation. I mean, just think about going to the grocery store. Remember when you were a kid, you would still see people writing checks in the grocery store. And then it went to, you know, you got the credit card where you had to do that rough little carbon copy of swipe, the, you know, remember that machine? And then you got a swipeable credit card, which was way better. And and then it switched to like debit card and then you had the chip in it. And now you can just tap it. And now you can just pay with your phone. And so, look, going to get a, a gallon of milk has been changed so much by technology. Heck, you're checking yourself out these days. Uh, financial planning is no different. It's just not in your face because you don't have to go to the financial planning offices a couple times a week to keep yourself alive like you do the grocery store. But uh, update us on some of the, the technological changes that have happened in our lifetime with financial planning, Sean. One of the bigger ones is the robo-advisors. I'm sure folks listening to this have heard about them. So so basically, they're, they use algorithms. So there's no human interaction in there. So the person that wants to use them, they type in, you know, all their information, maybe how much they earn, how much they want to you know, get, you know, as far as income out of their portfolio and that. And then the actual robo-advisors will make recommendations strictly off of that. So it's changed. It, it's definitely changed a little bit as far as uh, being able to go out there and attempt to do some of this investing on your own with these robo advisors. And, and, and basically the reason they make those is, you know, they typically have lower fees. Um, but as we all are aware of, you know, lower fees and cheap fees isn't always the best way to go because uh, they're still limited. You know, they're limited to the information, you know, one that you're plugging in, the information that the the, that the folks that created this uh, software have put in. So, you know, things are tending to change. 
in that sense. Uh, another thing that's changing is uh, Zoom meetings. Um, so, and I know there's other things that you can use uh, outside of Zoom, but I think a lot of folks understand what that is. Uh, so uh, folks don't really want to make the commute or maybe they live out of state, whatever it may be. And uh, they're requesting Zoom meetings and you can share your screen and kind of go over everything with them via Zoom. So those are a, a couple of things that have been changing lately as far as technology and that. Yeah, I watched some of my younger friends jump on the apps a few years ago when it first became a thing. So there was like Robin Hood and Acorn. And I remember one of the first uh, little chuckles I had was when tax time came around, they discovered, you know, hey, if you're going to start this new hobby of flipping stocks on the side, the, there might be some capital gains or there might be some other tax issues that you're running into. And the app wasn't very much help with that. So some, some of them had to go out and get a human being to help them deal with the consequences of the air quotes free app. So I, I just thought, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch these people, the early adopters go through and, and figure out all the tough stuff before I uh, check it out or even have to report on it on the radio here. But what, what are some of the other cons that you see from people using robo advisors, the website, the app, you know, the algorithms, uh, it, it, you know, as a do it yourself or rather than get a human help? Yeah. So basically the lack of the ability for them to be able to do the complex financial planning that really would include your estate planning, tax planning, retirement planning, insurance needs, uh, things like that. So for maybe younger folks, uh, you, they don't know much about investing. They just want to get uh, an easily diversified portfolio. They can type it in, uh, you know, type all their information in and a robo advisor can give them a very uh, what I would call a plain vanilla portfolio. But when it comes to real complex things, as far as you know, generating specific amount of income off of certain assets, uh, you know, you're you're looking at proper tax planning. You know how to tax loss harvest, putting insurance in there as far as uh, you know protection in your portfolio. These robo advisors are lacking that, and and at the end of the day, you know, as you and I were talking before, uh, I was I was in Utah. And, you know, we're driving up these mountains and there's cliffs all around us and these turns are very scary. Do you really want, say, an, an autonomous car? So like a Tesla driving you along these uh, very steep, very narrow roads where you're not touching the steering wheel. There's no real human interaction there. Or do, do you want a professional to actually drive you along these very scary roads? So, you know, that... That's kind of the way I would compare it. Um, when you when you get into these real complex situations, these real life situations, you're going to want to sit down with, with a real professional that's been doing this for a while, that's seen all of these different scenarios uh, that can really give you some uh, some real advice. Yeah, and I think that's a good comparison, like the autonomous driving cars, because they can handle normal roads and normal times. But, you know, when the anomalies happen, when the emergencies happen, You'd rather have your hands on the wheel. And how do you get an app or how do you get a robo advisor? Or even if you, you know, think a few years in the future and think AI is probably going to be dipping its toe in the water. How do you get an artificial intelligence algorithm to understand something like a pandemic or uh, another major war or a financial crash like we had in 2008 or a dot-com bubble bursting? I don't understand how uh, you're going to trust such a irrational human thing as the market to something that does not understand irrational things. Yeah. And, and all of these things that you mentioned with the financial crisis and the, and the dot-com bubble and all of that, there's such different things. So if you're just 
you know, plugging information in and, and yeah, these robo advisors might be able to, you know, look at historical stuff in the market, but they, they can't differentiate, you know, uh, a tech bubble to a financial crisis, um, to a pandemic. It, they just can't, maybe one day they will, who knows, but you know, it, when it comes to real retirement planning, you, to, to trust just a robo-advisor, good luck. Because what's going to happen is you're going to plug in your information and you, and then it's going to give you a recommendation. And what are you going to do? You're going to call a real advisor, a real planner and say, hey, does this, does this check out? So you're still going to want somebody to overlook and oversee what this robo-advisor is advising you. Because if you make a couple of wrong moves in retirement, just because you wanted to save a few bucks, that's going to totally affect your future retirement. And again, when it comes down to estate planning, you know, leaving your kids a certain amount of money, how to do that the most tax efficient way, Roth conversions, all of these different things that we talk about on this show, robo advisors can't do that. As you get older, you kind of want to take the reins from the robot and control them yourself. And then I guess by the time you actually hit the retirement button, you should sort of be divorced from the machines and have all control in your lap. I totally agree with that. I would say right now it, they are more geared towards that younger uh, investor that doesn't, you know, that hasn't been educated enough. They haven't been doing it enough. They can type in their information. They can give them a, a plain vanilla investment portfolio, and and that's fine. Uh, I definitely wouldn't put all of my money into one of those. Uh, I would still seek the advice of a professional, even if I'm a younger person. You just want to make sure that, uh, you know, someone that's been doing this for a long time, someone that can really see the trends in the market and what's going on and all of these different things uh, is overseeing, you know, what you're doing. You don't want to make huge mistakes when you're when you're uh, uh, saving for retirement, especially as you're approaching retirement. When you're younger, yeah, so, sometimes, you know, you have time's on your side. You have time to make up some of those mistakes, but that doesn't mean you should or want to make those mistakes. It's just going to make, you know, saving for retirement a little bit longer. So what do you see uh, people doing in their retirement years that make you uh, be concerned if they were leaning on a robo-advisor or an AI? Control is a key part of re your retirement. You never know what will happen. Things are always changing. So for instance, a middle school uh, principal thought she and her husband would have a long life together. And then guess what? Her husband suddenly passed away at age 58. So is that robo-advisor going to be able to help you out with that? Or uh, another one, a regional sales manager was, uh, was changing jobs and his wife was diagnosed with cancer. He felt it was better to stay with his current job rather than change that job. Again, is the robo-advisor going to be able to help give you some advice on that? Or when you sit down with a, a real planner, we can go through the, the pros and cons of all of that. So without human interaction, your computer basically is just going to give you very generic information. They don't understand the human aspect of everything, the emotional aspect of everything. So being able to sit down with somebody and bounce these different ideas off of them and you don't have to go into your computer and start typing in, hey, my, my husband passed away. Uh, now what do I do? And guess what? The robo-advisor isn't going to know that. Well, some of this is covered in your new book, uh, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise, written by my co-host here, Sean Mueller. And uh, for a co the couple of chapters on that, I didn't see it leaning into artificial intelligence or robo-advisors really anywhere in this book. No, I don't think we touched on it at all, actually. And look, it's not all con. I want to be very clear on that. I would say, it, you know, for the, for the younger folks, 
you can test it out and see. But if you are approaching that retirement age or you're in retirement, if you are leaning on a robo-advisor to give you real advice, they can't do that. So just be smart about it. Yes, the one pro is, like you mentioned earlier, James, they're cheap, but cheap isn't always good. All right. uh, The book, Sean Mueller's Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise, can be yours. A copy will be sent to you at no cost. Text the word book to 248-988-9696-248-988-9696. If you prefer going to the website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. If you prefer coming into the office, that's welcome as well. He's in Southfield. Now, we're specifically in Southfield. You're probably only like maybe 20 minutes or so from the guy listening right now. Yeah, we're just off the 696 uh, off of Evergreen Road, right across the street from the Southfield Public Library. We love to see you in person. It's always great meeting folks in person. We do Zoom meetings as well, uh, so you can always schedule that. But I always like to at least see you in person for the first meeting. All right, again, the phone number 248-988-9696, website MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Coming up next, we're going to continue our discussion on who's winning the battle between machines and mankind when it comes to financial planning. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Errors when you're playing a game means, oh, no, you're going to lose. Errors when you're talking about your finances means thousands of dollars. Yeah, you don't want to just throw away thousands of dollars, flush it down the toilet and just give it to the government and let them kind of blow it on frivolous stuff. Yeah, you know what? I think they get enough of my money, Sean. I believe they probably do. And I feel the same way. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there. Welcome back. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and we're just talking about the battle between robo-advisors and human financial advisors. And so far, it appears that we're winning. I don't know if Skynet's jumped in or maybe Sarah Connor is going to ruin some things and uh, tip the scales. But I did see this uh, survey. It was a combined effort between NerdWallet and the Harris Poll. Uh, but it asked 2,000 Americans how they manage their investments and how they felt about using human financial advisors uh, versus robo-advisors. And it looks like humans, for now, are still winning the battle. That's right. 44% of investors using a human financial advisor to manage their investments. So so basically, uh, one in five investors say they use a robo-advisor to manage that. The thing is about these polls is uh, where, where are these 2,000 people? Are they older? Are they younger? Are they a mix of folks? Because truthfully, when I come across uh, uh, folks and even friends of mine and that, I don't even see one in five using a robo-advisor. Even my, my friends who whom, uh, are a little younger, uh, they they still will use either a financial advisor or they'll, they'll try to do it on, on their own, not even using a robo-advisor. So they're just going out and trying to research, you know, stocks and bonds and exchange traded funds and that and do it on their own. So I don't meet too many people that actually use a robo-advisor. So even one in five investors uh, on this poll using a robo-advisor is, to me, is shocking. I would agree. I don't see nearly as many people's retirement plans as you do. But aside from a couple of younger people that I I used to work with that were getting, uh, one of them had the Acorn app, one of them had the Robinhood app, and then I would read about it and hear their stories. Uh, Maybe it's just we we haven't seen these people yet. Yeah. And really with that poll, which is also interesting, is 51% of those folks that use a human advisor feel like 
they're getting proper growth off their investments. They're they're very confident in their investments compared to only 34% of those folks who use robo-advisors. So, you know, for the folks that are using robo-advisors, I don't know if they understand what they're comparing it against, you know, what benchmarks are they comparing it against, like S&P 500 or um, the U.S. bond aggregate and things like that. Um, but I guess if you're using a robo-advisor, I, I don't know who you're bouncing different ideas in that off of, uh, you know, how do you know you're getting what you're paying for? Or you're getting what you're not paying for. Another interesting finding in the survey here was the human contact is a sticking point for some of the people who don't use robo-advisors. What are they asking? What, what is this human element that is a sticking point for so many people? Like what decisions are they making that need such a personal touch? Well, when you're talking about their their life, you know, their life savings and and, and all of that, um, a majority of my clients, even when I, I always offer when I'm doing a review with them, you know, do you want to do it over the phone, via Zoom, in person? And they go, no, I want to do it in person. I, I like that human contact. They, they like to, you know, sit across from somebody and explain, you know, what's going on in their portfolio, any changes or adjustments that we need to make, you know, doing it over the phone or, or via Zoom for them. It gets lost, I think, in translation. When you're able to sit in front of somebody, you, you know, pull up your screen and say, this is what your portfolio is doing. This is the recommendations that, that we make. You know, these are the managers that we would hire on there. This is what they do. It creates a more bonding experience as well. You know, if somebody's going to be managing your retirement, you want to feel comfortable with them. And it's hard to feel comfortable with them if you're only talking to them over the phone or, or, or seeing them, you know, through a computer screen. All right. We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696. His website is MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Uh, another thing I keep hearing and reading about robo-advisors is their ability to help with investment management. Uh, but that's just one little narrow window. On this show, we cover so many things that have to do with retirement that are super important to your retirement plan that have nothing to do with investments. And I, I guess we need to sort of do a good job of explaining what all the robo-advisors miss that you do in the office. To your point, they, they do a good job at number crunching. So it's you know, it's not a bad thing if you want, you know, statistics on what the market has done in, in certain times and, and all of that, they do a good job at that. Um, but when you're coming down to actual tax planning, how do you, you know, tax loss harvest on your portfolio, um, looking at Roth conversions, uh, estate planning, how you're going to leave your kids or, or, you know, charities a certain amount of monies. How can you separate those from you know, your other income producing assets? You know, the robo-advisors just aren't going to be able to do that. Uh, making sure that all of your beneficiaries are up to date, making sure uh, that uh, you have tax-efficient investments in your brokerage accounts, things like that. They're really going to miss, robo-advisors are going to miss things like that. Again, they're great at the number crunching, um, but as of now and where we sit, they they can't differentiate some of these things. Convince the guy right now that he needs to drop the reins and hand them over to a professional. Maybe not Sean Mueller, but at least uh, get another human being to help. Well, if you're coming to us, the nice thing is uh, we're an independent uh, you know, financial advisory firm. So we're looking at the entire financial universe when we're investing in things. And, and then you know, we're able to piece in all of these different areas in uh, retirement planning. So there's so many different investments out there 
you know, and, and, and when I talk about that, you know, uh, there's things in the insurance world, um, there's real estate investment trusts. These are all the things that when you sit down with us, we can go over. Are you looking to try to utilize uh, index universal life policy to create tax-free income in the future? Are you looking for a long-term care policy and not the, the old school traditional long-term care policies? These are all the things that we're piecing together for you. And, and when you sit down, we're going over all of this stuff. You're telling us all of your needs and all of your wants. And then we're going to the, to the drawing table and we're saying, okay, well, what are your top three needs that you must have? This is the, the most efficient way to do that in your portfolio. Robo-advisors aren't going to be able to do these things. Um, creating proper income off of your portfolio and from different assets. Can that income continue to increase for the rest of your life? We just uh, are in still a high inflationary time. Well, is your portfolio going to be able to keep up with times like this? Because I'm telling you what, we're going to be in times like this in the future. So we're not going to be in that low 2% inflation, you know, for for five or 10 years. We're going to come into these times where in a two-year span, you could be up 20%. That's huge when you're in retirement and you're stretching these assets out for 20 to 30 years. And a robo-advisor isn't going to do that. So come in, call us at 248-988-9696, set up your appointment so we can go over everything. We can give you some real advice on where you're at and the improvements that you can make. All right. I don't know anybody that has an artificial intelligence financial advisor yet, but the more I see artificial intelligence sticking its nose into some of these industries, it's got to be coming eventually. You know, we have artificial intelligence that's writing articles for uh, websites and we have artificial intelligence that's answering like customer service questions for major corporations. And it, look, it's getting better. It's not there yet. But eventually, I can kind of see a place for an artificial intelligence, uh, someone to bounce extra questions on, like, you know, when I when, when do I start my social security? Here's my age. Here's my spouse's age, things like that. Uh, but still, I, I don't know, maybe one day it could get to the point to where it can still it could answer some more complex questions than just number crunching investments. Yeah, at some point, it probably can. Is it going to be able to tell you, should I take a lump sum uh, pension rollover or should I take basically the monthly pension? What's the survivorship that I should take on my pension? You know, what's uh, what would maybe your your wife's longevity uh, look like or your longevity look like? Does it make sense to for the for you guys to take a, uh, a survivorship on that pension? Things like that, that they're they're going to have tough time doing that. They might be able to help you at some point, you know, like you said, with Social Security but when you're coming to these real complex issues that can really change your retirement and change the way you pass assets down to your family and all of that, they're still lacking all of that. I think maybe there there could be a place for it in uh, a big part of what you do is estate planning. Now, you're not an estate planning attorney yourself, but if you want to tell this chat GPT or artificial intelligence, hey, this is what I would like to have in my will and I, you know, out of my four kids. One of them does have some addiction issues, so let's like maybe set up a trust on the side here, and they could maybe start cranking out some of those contracts. But you would still, you would still want to have a human being read over it. You would still want to consult with the, your Sean Mueller, whoever that may be, to make sure this all correlates with your assets. But I, I feel like there could be some assist there. But I, I still think we're a long ways away from removing the human element. 
Yeah. What if it makes a mistake and you don't even know it makes a mistake and then maybe you, you pass away and then your kids uh, or grandkids have an issue getting to your money because, you know, the way it wrote a will or the way it wrote a trust uh, wasn't the right way. So just just be very careful with these things. Um, again, they're not all bad. They're not terrible. Uh, at this point, they're, they're just basic. Yeah, and I would also like to go on the record uh, because th- this show, some, many people are hearing it live, but some people are hearing it days, weeks, months, years later on, on a podcast because the podcast for Retire Right with Sean Mueller is a thing. Uh, so if there are any computers way far in the future uh, after the robot revolution and y'all taken over, uh, I just want to know that I welcome our new robot overlords, and uh, I am not going to revolt against you in any way. Please do not kill us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's a great point. I, I I second that. Yeah. So if the AI does take over, we'll at least be on friendly terms with them, or we'll have a, a record on friendly terms with them. But in the meantime, you're going to go backwards in technology, and you're going to get what's called a book. It's like uh, I explained to my kids, a book is when you print out a whole website. It's really cool. Like someone's blog, if you just printed the whole thing, that's a book. And so my kids get it like that. And so uh, maybe for the future, uh, that'll be the better explanation. But if you want Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, it just came out. It's called Retire Right, colon, Drown Out the Noise. And there is a lot of noise out there. You're going to text the word book to 248-988-9696. There's no scam. It's not like you're going to get $8 shipping and handling for the air quotes free book. Sean's just eating the cost because he wants to get this into the hands of as many people as possible because there's some good information that are going to help people. And of course, we're all here to make money. Some We hope some of the people will come to Mueller Retirement Planning and come on as clients, but that's not part of the deal. You're not signing a contract or, or giving up anything. You're just getting a free book. 248-988-9696 the website MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and stay tuned to the show because I think Sean's going to have to start working on the robo-advisor slash artificial intelligence chapter that'll be in the updated edition coming out in a few years Sean great yep yep I'm, I'm already starting to write it alright Sean's going to go uh, research robotics we'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right Pack, text Right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right Pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting Right to 248-988-9696. That's Right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. 
Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcasts. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. Asking all of these different questions, I've sat with hundreds of different households over the years, and everybody's a little different. I need to make sure that we're tailoring these plans specifically for you and really making your retirement dreams come true. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and in our quest to cover all things financial, anything it takes to get you ready for retirement. Sean likes to take some of the questions that he hears during the week. We type them in a little WordPad file on the side, and we answer some of these questions on the show. And that's that's a good part of uh, if you go into Sean Mueller and you have a couple of visits with them, maybe you're listening to a future show and you're like, oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Well, it very well might be. We call it the mailbag segment. So uh, let's roll through a few of these here. Sean, you ready? All right, let's get in it. All right. First question is super short. Uh, but I'm sure the answer is going to be long. Is long-term care insurance the way to go if I'm worried about coverage for that, or are there other options to consider? And I'm getting in this all the time now. Long-term care is one of the biggest things that folks come, and that's the first thing that they sit down and ask about. Is there a why? Like, why now? What's what's the big deal with long-term care? I, I think folks, I think there's a couple of reasons. They've experienced one of their parents that had to do it, because basically 70% of uh, of folks will need some form of long-term care. It could be basic. It could be more extensive. It could be for six months. It could be for 10 years. But oh, 70%. You know what? My, my wife's grandmother, still alive. She's in her, her, her mid-90s. Uh, she's in hospice right now. I, I think that counts as long-term care because it only has to go past, what, like five or seven days for Medicare to not cover it. What, what are the rules? Yeah, yeah, some, something like that. I don't know the exact date. It's come a long way. The traditional policies were not good. Basically, you would put in premiums. As you age, the premiums would increase. If you didn't end up using it, the insurance company would keep all the money you gave them. And folks were like, look, we're not going to do this. I agree. I wouldn't do that with my money. So they had the insurance company had to do something different. And now they've come a long way. They're basically uh, wrapped around an index universal life policy or a whole life policy with a long-term care rider on it. So there's still a death benefit if, if you don't use it and things like that. And you can control really the premiums you put in and how much it's going to cover. And you can add inflation riders and all sorts of stuff. For those folks that maybe they're not in the best health, we find that they get approved for these sort of policies more often than not. Um, but there are alternatives as well. Let's just say Maybe uh, as far as health, you wouldn't get approved for it, or it, it comes down to age too. Uh, maybe you're a little bit too old to qualify for it, or you are at a, an age you can't put as much premiums in it over, you know, a t- say a 10-year time period. There definitely are alternatives to look at. Um, you, you know, you can look at maybe some sort of fixed index annuity or something along those lines that they have income doublers on them. So if you're receiving income off of that annuity, and you're unable to do two of the six acts of daily living, like feeding, dressing yourself, moving to furniture to furniture, things like that, uh, that income will double. So 
that could be something to to look at. Maybe you have an old life insurance policy and maybe you're able to make modifications on that. So that's something to look at. But there's definitely alternatives out there. But long-term care, hot topic. A lot of folks are looking into it more and more. Okay, next question from the mailbag. This is a longer one, Sean, so stick with me. This one says, my wife and I have always wanted to run a small bed and breakfast after we retired, and we're hopeful we can still do that now that people seem more interested in travel and getting back to normal. But do you think trying to run a business and generate income in the hospitality slash travel industry is too much of a risk right now? We just don't want to totally walk away from our dream of making this work. Well, that's a great question. I would say it depends on the person and the retiree and how much assets you have saved. And, you know, if this bed and breakfast doesn't work out and the money that you guys put into this, is that going to affect your guys' overall retirement? Or do you have enough money saved where you guys can chance it and say, if we lose a couple hundred thousand or whatever it is, it's still not really going to affect our retirement because opening up any sort of business let alone hospitality, travel industry. We just saw, you know, coming out of the pandemic, what that did to that industry. Uh, We saw what that can do. So if, you know, the assets that you're going to put into this Airbnb are real assets that you need, that you're relying on in retirement, I would say it may not be the best idea. Uh, You don't want a chance that you finally got to that retirement age. You guys obviously saved up a certain portion of money to chance it by starting a new business. I mean, small business, a lot of small businesses, I don't know the exact statistic, but they tend not to to last. So you don't want to do that when you're 65 and you finally got to retirement. You guys can retire. I know you don't want to shut it down yet because you want to do something else, but you don't want to have to go back to work when you're 70 because this Airbnb didn't, or the, sorry, this, uh, the, uh, breakfast, (laughs) bread and breakfast didn't work out. But to my point, what I was just saying about the air, uh, I, I mentioned Airbnb. Now, that might be something else that you can look at. I know here in Michigan, a lot of folks are, you know, up north and, and over off of Lake Michigan are renting out their, their second homes. Um, and they are making quite a bit of money by doing this. It's They're booked up all summer long. And that might be a way to generate more income for you um, in, instead of maybe just doing a bed and breakfast. You know, I admire these people who, after a long career, want to quit their job and then start a business. Because when I retire, you know what I want to do? Not work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a risky game starting any business at any age. But what you don't want to do is you finally got to retirement. You can retire. You can shut it down. Then you pump a bunch of money into to the business because what happens is maybe the business starts struggling. So you pump more money in and more money in. And then next thing you know, you're sitting there and you're 70, 72 and you're like, we have to go back to work. We don't have a choice. So you want to be careful about that. All right. Who needs to get their hands on a free copy of your book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise, Sean? The person that is listening to the show right now needs to call 248-988-9696. For one, you can set up an appointment. Or if you want to text book to that same number, you'll get your free book. Uh, we would love for you to read the book, get a lot of quality information out of it, and then give us a call. We can go over the things that are in the book and uh, and help you retire right. Yeah, and I like the idea that uh, the fact that you're listening right now 
means you're probably in the target demographic of someone who would benefit immensely from this book. It's it's the weekend. You're not out partying. You're not listening to music. You're listening to two guys talk about very important financial topics. So it looks like that's where your mind's at. And if and if you're listening to this show and you haven't turned it, then there's a reason. This is this is some this is the next big step. Text the word book to 248-988-9696. You'll get a free copy of Sean's book. There's not some weird shipping and handling thing we're going to slip in. It really is a free copy of the book. And what you're going to do is uh, you're going to read it. You're going to know more about finances. Maybe you'll come to Sean to to be a financial planner. Maybe you'll go get help somewhere else. Maybe you'll think, well, I just uh, maybe I'll just wait. But it's up to you. It just starts with the, the word book. You're going to text that to 248-988-9696 or you can go to the website MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and that'll get you started. All right. Thanks for another great show. Sean Mueller, let's do this again next weekend. All right. Looking forward to it. Now, I'm James Parker. This has been Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Please remember that converting an employer plan account to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. Increased taxable income from the Roth IRA conversion may have several consequences, including, but not limited to, a need for additional tax withholding or estimated tax payments, the loss of certain tax deductions and credits, and higher taxes on Social Security benefits and higher Medicare premiums. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principle. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.